Welcome to the Phoenix Wellness Coaching Series of podcasts with Jeanette Forder. Created to help and guide you as a woman to discover yourself through the pivotal moments that matter in your life. Helping you to find your purpose, power and voice through all those critical life stages. Yes, and hello, I'm Glenn Thompson. Welcome along to this Phoenix Wellness Podcast. And of course, as you heard on the intro there, Jeanette Forder is the lady who looks after Phoenix Wellness. Jeanette, how do we find you today? You find me great. Yes, it's a good day. Thank you, Glenn. Well, this is your first podcast in a series of podcasts on Phoenix Wellness. Uh, This first one, obviously, an introductory to find out more about Jeanette Forder, what you do, where you're from, uh, what Phoenix Wellness is all about, and uh, a little bit of background, your southeast base. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm based in Chatham in Kent, and I've lived here for about 30 odd years now, which is quite scary. Married, no children, but 56 years of age. So, you know, really looking at the rest of my life and trying to work out what I'm all about and really enjoying it. So really passionate about everything to do with women, women's place in the workplace, women's lives. And this is really why I'm here today talking about what I do. So as far as interests are concerned, there I read with interest, you've got uh, a horse, which is lovely. Yes, I do. I have one large horse called Louis, who is ex-Royal Artillery. So we've won some great competitions with him because he really knows how to do his stuff. <laughs> as far as the Phoenix Wellness is concerned, then, you you say that you uh, obviously, you know, you focus on, on women's health and what have you. Is it purely women you look after? Yeah, it is. I've had this question from in other groups where I've been talking and I've focused on women because for me, I've spent my entire career looking at the women's place. So been very heavily involved in gender equality and diversity, but also being a woman, understand the various stages of life that we go through. And I'm really keen to help other women through my own experiences. So it's not so much that I can coach men on men's wellness. I might be able to do that, but I really don't understand necessarily what you guys go through in your life. So my specialism is definitely with women because of my own background and my own story. Okay, well, we'll focus a little bit more on on your uh, your aims with women then in terms of wellness a little later on in this episode. But let's uh, take the clock back a little bit then, shall we, and find out what drove you to do what you do now? What is your personal business journey? How did it all start for you? It started some time ago. So in my early 30s, I um, was working in investment banking and had the opportunity to change careers and moved into a human resources role. At the time, I was seconded from the trading floor. And when it was time to move back there, it wasn't something I wanted to do. So I took the option to take a redundancy package. And at that time, I really wanted to become my own boss. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and run my own business, but really didn't know what it was I wanted to do. And, you know, a lot of people were saying to me, you need a a unique selling point and do something that nobody else does. So in the end, I went back into the workplace. Over time, done a number of different things, different career paths, and HR has really been my passion, particularly working with teams and understanding team dynamic, doing mediation with managers, and then actually looking and supporting staff that were going through some really difficult situations in the workplace. So I was coaching them throughout those situations, and it was something I really loved. And then one of those pivotal moments hit me. 
hit me really like a bit of a juggernaut. And that was the menopause. It completely threw me off what I was doing. I suddenly lost interest in my work, suffered with a number of different symptoms that you know, we'll talk about later on on other podcasts. But for me, the big issue that I found was lack of my confidence. I really didn't know what I was doing or what I wanted to do. And so I then took the opportunity to do some self-development for myself. So working with a coach and trying to understand who was I again, because I'd really lost touch with that person. And it was through that journey that I realized again that coaching is something that I really want to do. I'm really passionate about helping women and knowing some of the kind of difficult stages that I went through with the menopause and earlier in my career, I wanted to focus on helping women when those crossroads actually appear for them and they can appear throughout Mm. our lives. And that's what's led me to doing what I'm doing now. So it's fair to say you were really at the front line, weren't you? Obviously, you've been through the menopause. You had a tough time there. But the fact that you were with other women working with them in in the corporate world, if you like, Mm. you've really been there at the front line, haven't you? I have. Yeah. I mean, going right back, I was one of the few women on the trading floor in an investment bank back in the early 90s. So actually working through all of those difficult times. And at that point, I actually did start to question why there weren't more women there and started working with some fantastic people and setting up women's networks. So, you know, went through that, then took redundancy, had accidents, Mm. depression, all sorts of things that have happened throughout my life. And actually, each time it has changed me. So I know from my experiences of picking myself up that you're right, I've been at the front line. And those experiences mean that I can share those with other people and help them to come through the same sort of things. So what was the persuading fact then that put you into what you're doing now, into wellness? So the persuading factor was really, again, my own experience. I had got to a stage in my life where I wasn't happy in my job. That was then having a knock-on impact on my own mental health. My physical health was suffering. I was doing that whole thing that we do a little bit too much, and most of us did through lockdown at any rate, and that was eat too much of the wrong things, drink too much of the wrong things, not sleeping. And I actually sat down and thought, I don't want to live this way. I wasn't happy. And it was that that made me then explore what I needed to do for my own wellness. And I became really passionate about it and had turned my entire life around. And again, I see friends who are going through that same stage. I see it and I can help them. And I've wanted to share with them what I've done and actually help them to look at their health because we need Mm. our health for the rest of our lives. And we're not just talking about physical health here, are we? We're talking about mental health. And you're a a mental health first aider. That's a great accolade, isn't it? That's a great title to have. I mean, how tricky was it to get that? It's a short course. I did it quite recently, actually, with West Kent Mind, which are an amazing organisation. So a big shout out for them. It was an online course, but with a tutor. So four days of work, you learn a huge amount. But I have to say, some of it was incredibly difficult. So a whole morning looking at depression and suicide took some doing. Mm. And then also looking at psychosis, which, again, part of the homework was to watch a video it took me four attempts. It really opened my eyes. I'm somebody who does suffer with anxiety. I have had bouts of depression and have worked really, really hard. And that's the key thing with mental health. Actually, even if you don't have a diagnosis, you can get yourself up into that more positive continuum. You can work on it. There is a way out. And again, 
with a lot of my clients, mental health does come into it, whether that is self-esteem, self-confidence, anxiety or depression. It does play a huge part. And I wanted to do the mental health first aid, of course, and get that um, accreditation so that I could then bring that into my work and help more people. And of course, mental health is a huge issue at the moment, isn't it? Having come through the whole pandemic process, so many people have, you know, been to to doctors, they've been to see specialists about their, their own mental health. It's a massive issue, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic has really brought that to a head. And a lot of people have actually worked out that that whole isolation of working from home, not being able to see people, they've really realised just how important those relationships and contacts are. I think mental health is going to affect people at all ages from the very young. We know we've got children suffering with it to teenagers those that were not able to do their exams and have struggled through that, it's going to have a really big impact. The good thing is we're talking about it now. We're talking about it on the news. We weren't before. And that's important. There was that huge drive, wasn't there, on the television? I think ITV carried it as a little message in the top left-hand corner of the screen, get Britain talking uh, during the, the height of the pandemic. Absolutely. And it brings to mind some things that I've seen. So Southeastern Railways, for example, they've talked for a long time around not just asking how are you once, but asking it twice. And that is really, they obviously can well be on the front line when somebody is actually thinking of taking their own lives at the railway station. It's really important if you see somebody and you feel they're struggling to ask them, how are you? Can I help? But not to leave it at that, because most people will answer that question with, Mm. yeah, I'm fine, when actually they're not. So the key is ask it once, but ask it twice. And don't be afraid to ask it and do it. You're reaching out to people. People need that help right now. 100% Mm. they do. So then this has led to Phoenix Wellness Coaching, something you've uh, had running now for how long? It's still reasonably new, although it's gone really quickly. So it's just coming up to its first anniversary, actually, later this month. So, yeah, I started the organisation on my birthday last year. It's (laughs) always a pivotal moment, birthdays. And Uh, that, for me, felt like a good day to start it. Okay. Your mission is to help thousands of women to uh, design the life they want and desire and help them to grow. That sounds like quite a mission statement, Jeanette. It is. It (laughs) is. I'm a firm believer in let's reach for the stars. If we set a small mission, then what's the point? It'd be too easy to achieve. And, you know, through coaching and because my business is predominantly online, I can reach more women. Mm. I know I would have loved to have had this type of help you know, three years ago, 10 years ago. So actually, let's reach out to women and start doing that work. You know, we don't need to sit back. We've all got what it takes to have a really good life. And I just want to help people to do that. How do you find that, though, working remotely as we all are at the moment? I mean, this is something that is almost, you've got to be there with a person who's suffering the problem and uh, going through that mental health issue. I mean, how do you do that remotely? Yeah, I completely agree. So it isn't as good as doing it face to face, at least with the likes of Zoom and Teams and all those systems, you can have your cameras on. So I get to be able to not only see what people are saying and hear the tone that they're using, but I can see their facial expressions. You get to feel a little bit of if they're fidgeting in their seat. And obviously, the tone of voice and the the facial expressions and the body language tell us so much more than just merely the words. 
but it's good enough, but it does take a lot more sure. skills. So actively listening and watching face to face is what I'm thinking of doing as we come out of lockdown. So I can see clients that live, you know, within a, a reasonable distance of myself, mm. because then I can see the body language. I'd be able to see if they're fidgeting and feeling uncomfortable or closed body language. But Zoom enables you to do it good enough. All right. Now, people will be listening to this thinking, all right, Jeanette, sounds great so far. What do you do that's different to another wellness organisation? I mean, why is your organisation different? What is your unique selling point, if you like? My unique selling point is I'm not coming at this as somebody who has done all of the academic classes and knows all of the models. I do know those, obviously. But what I do is I can really empathise with my clients because I've been there. I can understand what they're going through and I can help them through that empathy. I also use a lot of other techniques. So we use a lot of CBT, which is cognitive behavioural therapy, neuro-linguistic programming, and also mindfulness and meditation. And I use that to help the ladies actually to relax at the beginning of a session so that they're in that, that state of mind that is the here and now. And I find that really helps them to manage their stress, manage any anxiety about working with me. And then we have a much more an in-depth conversation. And what I do is through empathizing with them, I'm able to actually dig to the bottom of the problem. Mm. Often someone might come to me and say, oh, I want to lose weight. And as I will say to them, I'm not a fitness coach, but I get where you're coming from and I can help you and share what I've done. But actually that usually isn't the problem. It's the tip of the iceberg. And with those compounding questions of the open questions of why and how and what, you can often find that there is something else that is going on. And that's usually a self-esteem issue. And the you know, wanting to lose weight is just the top piece. And I think because I understand that with women, that we don't always, and you'll probably agree with me here, we don't always say what we mean. <laughs> you have to dig under a little bit True. to find it out. Yeah, yeah. That actually, as a woman, I know that's what we do. So I can actually get to the root of the problem. All right. Now, in terms of reading people, I mean, there's a fair bit of psychology, I'd imagine, involved in what you're doing. You've got to look at somebody and I would think pretty well assess what their what their state of mind is pretty quickly. Yeah, you do need to, because again, a large part of coaching is safeguarding the individual without any doubt. So I would normally, the first session or every session, as I say, open it with some mindfulness practice. And then I can see how they are. Are they relaxing into that practice? And then it is just actually asking some more open questions, trying to gauge how they're feeling. You can tell because people will use not just the tone of voice, but they'll use different words from the language that they're using. I can tell, are they in a negative space and what's driving that mm. and what was different from the week before? So, I always make sure that I have time either side of a consultation so that I can review where we were before and actually be in that clear space of mind myself, because otherwise you can miss an awful lot. Now, tell us what your branding is all about, your Phoenix Wellness Coaching. What does it stand for? And I love what you've said in your uh, your info that you sent through. All that I am and all that I do is bound up in my values and beliefs. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's something that's 
hugely important to me. I found out a long time ago when I left my investment banking job that doing something that resonates and is in line with my values and beliefs is hugely important to me. And we know as we grow older and we have different life experiences, often our beliefs can change slightly or what we're looking for changes. So I wanted Phoenix Wellness to embody what I'm all about. And a lot of it is there's a lot of symbolism the story of the phoenix is really huge for me. So for those people that aren't aware of it, the phoenix was in Greek mythology, a mythological bird that actually mm. reinvented itself every 50 years. And I actually feel that's that's what I've done, not every 50 years or just this 50 years. <laughs> um, so yeah, for me, I burned what I was doing before that wasn't working for me mm. and that I wasn't happy with and then re-emerged from those ashes. And again, for a lot of women, when they face those pivotal moments, that's what it feels like. It feels like they have to burn everything and give it up and then to be able to then cleanse themselves and move forward. So the idea of that phoenix rising is hugely important to me. And it's just a lovely image of that transformation mm. and that control that you can have over your lives that it doesn't have to be controlled by somebody else. You can control and manage who you are, where you're going, and live that life that you desire. Sounds perfect. Sounds absolutely perfect. And for those of uh, you listening to this podcast, you will have seen the artwork on the podcast platforms and indeed on the website. Your logo is a butterfly. Tell us the significance of your butterfly. Again, butterfly is transformation. 100%. And I always see it as, you know, when that caterpillar is there munching away on the leaves, it doesn't question what it's going to become. It doesn't doubt it. It just knows it's going to turn into a fantastic, beautiful butterfly. And that's what I want women to see themselves as, not as the caterpillar, but just not question that they are beautiful. They can be fantastic. They can do and be everything they want. And just as a little kind of aside, when we went into the lockdown last year and I was not feeling 100% good with myself, I remember saying to my husband, I'm going to change my life. I don't want to come out of lockdown as a fat, hairy caterpillar. I want to be a beautiful butterfly. And thankfully, he didn't say that I was a fat, hairy caterpillar, but he does agree that I'm a butterfly now. So that's something. <laughs> but it was really important, that one. So when you said that to your husband, that you want to do something totally different, was he fully behind you? He was, yeah. We've been together for, oh, it's frightening, 40 years wow. and married for 35. <laughs> um, and a lot of people say you get less for murder, but Congratulations. You know, it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, he has been hugely supportive with me throughout my career. I've always been someone who has, you know, done things on impulse. Mm. So I've often come home and said to him, hmm, I resigned today. Sorry about that. But this time we did discuss it. He knew just how unhappy and unsatisfied I was with my work. And he knew that that wasn't good for me. He didn't want to see me, you know, suffering again with a bout of depression as I have in the past. So when I explained to him what I wanted to do, his, his view was, go for it. I want and need my happy wife back. If that's what it takes, then do it. Then do it, yeah. And that's exactly what I did. He's, he's been my rock throughout and I hope he's not listening to this now. <laughs> I'm sure he will be. And in terms of fulfilment for you and your organisation, Phoenix Wellness, I mean, on a scale of one to 10, where would you sit at the moment? I would say I'm nine, okay. nine at least, possibly, I was going to say 11 at first came to mind, but it's like, no, actually, there are still thousands of women that I've not reached out to yet. But yeah, I am 
way up there, probably close to a 10. Mm. I look forward to every day. I love what I do. I don't mind if I'm doing a 12, 13 hour day because I'm enjoying it and I can see what I'm getting out of it. Someone said to me, my business coach said to me, when you follow your passion and you're doing something that is your purpose, it won't feel like work. It gets to feel easy and fun. And she's 100% mm. right. Absolutely. So this is, uh, we've established at the beginning of the podcast, your introduction to let people know about you, uh, Jeanette Ford. Uh, what can we look forward to in future podcast episodes then, Jeanette? I'm really excited about it, I have to admit. And when we've been talking about planning it, it's really got my creative um, mind working over time. So what I want to do is I want to explore the many different life choices that women go through and that they face throughout their careers and throughout their lives. And I'm really looking forward to being able to bring in and invite some real women into the conversation mm. who have faced various different choices, whether that's career changes or, you know, relationship changes, just to find out how they reached those decisions, what they did, so that we can start to share how they've grown and built their fantastic lives that they've always wanted. And then I'm also looking forward to actually getting to talk to some experts in the field. I know some really great coaches, nutrition and physical training coaches and some business coaches and, and spiritual coaches who have also gone through their own transformations. So it's, again, bringing them in so that actually we can talk about some of the more everyday concrete things mm. that people can do to change their lives and move themselves forward. So I think it's going to be really exciting. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to, to having these conversations and also learning from these these brilliant women as well. Absolutely. It's a huge learning curve, isn't it? And as you say, really looking forward to the future episodes of uh, Phoenix Wellness. If anybody's got any questions they'd like to put to you or get in touch with you, obviously details coming up at the end of the podcast, but uh, you will answer questions presumably in future podcasts, will you? Yeah, absolutely. I would love it if the ladies or gentlemen, whoever's listening, actually gets involved and wants to pose a question to to me or to anybody that we're talking to. I would love that. It's about a two-way conversation. We have to have that conversation and I want to have it. All right, Jeanette, that's lovely. Thank you so much for that. Look forward to talking to you on uh, the next episode of Phoenix Wellness. Uh, Jeanette Forder, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, they can do that uh, in just a moment. Uh, details coming up. But lovely to talk to you. Looking forward to the next one already. I can't wait. Thank you, Glenn. Me too. It was great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Jeanette Forder of Phoenix Wellness Coaching. Please listen for other episodes in this series designed to help you as a woman through the critical moments in your life. And for more information, please go to phoenixwellness.co.uk.